<laughs> Welcome to the Funk Tank. Come in the tank. We're thinking. And we're thinking. <laughs> and we're thunked. And we're thunked. Oh my god, I'm probably more beer than man if we go far enough back at this point. Funk tank's going. Uh, uh, weirdly enough, for for this being a tribute to Coffee Cast, <laughs> why are we? Do- <laughs> I'm really um, tired. I just had mm. some coffee and I feel great. I feel good. I hope everybody else feels good. I hope everybody else feels great because things are good. Yeah. What did we drink? The coffee's just working now? clearly. Uh, we just had an Ethiopian brewed via a Chemex. If you're not sure what that is, you should check. We'll it link out. it. It's good stuff. I'm a big fan of the Chemex. We'll link Ethiopia in the in the episode notes. Shout out to Ethiopia. The whole country. Ethiopia. Um, actually, my favorite. Birthplace uh, of coffee. My fi- And my favorite type of bean to brew coffee with. Definitely. I'm a big fan of the Ethiopian brews. So this is just going to be anything coffee. Just a tribute to how coffee is a positive influence in our lives. Everything from the good coffee Joe and I drink to the psychotic Swedish coffee that Johnny made or whatever you call it. The egg egg drop soup coffee that Johnny has, and from yeah, that's what it China is. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I believe it's the translation is shit coffee, right? I think I don't know why you're trying to make it Asian. It's it's a Scandinavian form of preparing. I was coffee. just trying it's to make tasty. it not what what it is. <laughs> um. Anyways, I think we're all coffee fans here, right? That's safe to say. All big coffee fans. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how has coffee changed your lives? I would like to know. That's a good opening thing yeah. as a tribute to coffee. Let's let's pretend this is like coffee's funeral. <laughs> we're like it might be. Uh, I mean, if you were talking to someone from Europe in the 1600s when the the uh, the Christian Church banned coffee because it came from from uh, the Middle East and they thought it was like the devil's drink. Who told you that? And then uh, Pope, fuck, did I write it down? No. Uh, some pope basically drank it and he was like i was able to stay awake through my nighttime meditation the whole night with focus like i approve and it became yeah like he definitely drink. didn't call it my pope meditation but go <laughs> on <laughs> nighttime pope meditation <laughs> yeah okay now now i gotta go take a uh, pope shit in the woods you know <laughs> one of those classics um but yeah coffee i actually johnny you'll be familiar with this reference but i was really engaged by the uh, book series the baroque cycle in part because Mm. one of the early mentions in the book is of uh, i think like tea or coffee and basically they make they draw the connection oh luke oh uh they draw the connection that can you watch that laptop it's slipping uh they make the connection that coffee really kind of essentially was the fuel of the enlightenment era like oh, it yeah. really bridges that gap between middle ages and of course there's a lot of other factors at play right but they establish very this is like a multi-thousand page book series and they establish very early on that none of the scientific revolution would have been possible without these psychotics like isaac newton and all those guys staying yeah. up all day all night just frantically discussing philosophy and math equations because they were hopped up on caffeine and well Almost all it, died of kidney stones because of it, but mm. they, they came up with some some awesome equations along the way, right? Well, it's crazy because, uh, you know, they drank mercury before they could get a hold of coffee, which keeps you energy up-wise, but... Really? Um, Has some other oh, long-term consequences. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just not great for you long-term, but it can give you some vitality. Right. It's probably the term they would use. <laughs> but, yeah, can you imagine that diet? Let's say middle to late 1600s. It was coffee 
beer, maybe whiskey, wine, uh, wine, all your meat, all your food, meat and vegetables were salted to shit because there was no refrigeration. Yeah. And like how much actual water did you ever drink? Uh, like, yeah, you definitely were going to get kidney stones. Yeah, Man, and there was no some, way to deal with it. That was What some, would they call kidney stones at that time? Just like God's mad at me pain? Well, you know what they the called st- removing kidney stones? The there stone. Was, there was one procedure, Johnny, right? And it was called mm-hmm. being cut for the stone. And a lot of yeah. people just chose death. It's pretty rough back then. Yeah. Um, now the term is lithotomy, I believe. I'll take my chances with that over cutting for the but, stone. Uh, yeah, I've seen the tools and museums that they used to use. And damn, they're tough. So important. Here's our first PSA of the episode. Drink plenty of water if you're a heavy coffee yeah. drinker. I mean, just generally drink plenty of water. Yeah. I think that's a good policy. Well, well, but Remember, coffee is a vice. You do have um, to balance it. it. It is a... I've never had an addiction problem with coffee. I don't know about you. Like, there's... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. How, what's the longest you can remember going without coffee in the last uh, five years? How do you define addiction? Let's just start there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, yeah, what is your metric of addiction of, or of being addicted? I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not the kind I don't, of person I don't have a goes, cocaine problem. I just have a little bit with breakfast. I'm fine the rest of the day. Though. Well, cocaine would be way? a little different. I mean, coffee is definitely one of those things <laughs> cocaine that... Cocaine would be a little different. I guess, right? I mean, if you took a bump of Coke with breakfast, would people judge that more than coffee? Probably. You would die way before... yeah. Drinking coffee. I think a cup of coffee day. a day probably is, get a lot of equations healthy, done, right? Though. Yeah, a bump of coke is never healthy. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't think a cup of coffee a day is good for you. How can it be good for you? I, I mean, I've read a lot of things here and there. <laughs> Luke's read a lot of a lot of Facebook <laughs> articles that his aunts have posted. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of quality that I've. And read, in his but... defense, he he didn't dive into the science and check. He just read the headlines on Facebook, John. Mm. So, yeah, caffeine. I don't think in any amount is good for you. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know the research stuff. on it's that. Just... I, I would have to say it, it it could be something like anything where like a, a small amount, like they say a glass or two of wine or nicotine is, is something that's good for you as long as, you know, like any kind of, um, yeah, but it might, that you don't abuse, but it might just not kill you like nicotine because nicotine in its pure form will kill you. It will we'll stop your heart. Instantly. Yeah. You also got the psychological benefits too. So like that's true. if, if you're, like, let me read this first quote I got about coffee from Albert Camus. Should I kill myself or have a cup of coffee? That thought crosses my mind, not in like a literal way, but in like a sort of like psychological way. Should I turn towards hopelessness this morning? Mm. Now I'll make coffee. Hey, if Al Camel said it, <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think uh, there's some so, truth to that. So in that sense, it's healthy in that it keeps me psychologically healthy. Johnny, you said the same argument about uh, drinking during the coronavirus, like it, it's going to decrease your stress or something last episode. Yeah, but alcohol is actually good for defeating coronavirus. Um, coffee, though, uh, this is going to be one of those casts where me and Luke just end up arguing and taking different sides because I really don't drink much coffee anymore. Um I, I used I, to drink a lot. I used to work at a coffee shop, but I just really don't drink it much anymore. It's too hard on my body to drink coffee and beer every day, so I've made my huh. choice. Yeah, I've had three cups today. What? Because it's, there, it's such a diuretic. Do you ever struggle with just um, mental alertness or just like caring about things? Oh, he definitely does, but that has nothing to do with caffeine. <laughs> yeah, I had that problem when I was drinking three, four cups a day. Yeah, the, I see. So you realize uh, I wasn't getting any net. No, it, it really was when I moved uh, and I started working nights. I, like I, 
you'd wake up. You didn't have to go into work till three or oh. four p.m. So it's like if I get up at noon, it's like I don't need coffee to kickstart my brain. You know what I mean? You could just kind of take your time to wake up. Okay. So I kind of got off coffee that way, which I like because when I do need it now, it works like a drug. If I do have to get up early for something. What's so funny? There, there is a bug <laughs> on Joe's laptop that was just crawling over your face. And it was <laughs> fucked. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why we were making those faces that you're making now, Johnny. It's like it's one of those big eye. fat beetles. I think it's a stink it's bug. A, it's, it's a stink bug. Yeah, you don't want to crush that. I'm, I'm but I, I don't, I'm I don't promote. Out. That makes so it I, smell, I, Joe. I don't smell, crush yeah. the stink bug. That's you like you want to catch it and throw it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it, unless somebody. No, does you want to kill it. I'm gonna. Pack they're it. an invasive species. Kill them. Well, don't kill, kill them. In here. If you crush it inside, it will stink. That's why they're called stink bugs, and it will tell their friends, "Come rescue me." Really? Yeah. Something like that. Pheromone wise. <laughs> Looks like I don't know, but it, I said it convincingly. Good. I know about as much about stink bugs as I do the science of coffee and and just, long uh, longevity. Uh, I'm gonna kill it. Just flush it. So I, I guess I would just say the big thing is I don't promote coffee as a daily uh, intake. Okay. I, I think you should treat it like a drug or, or like Tylenol or ibuprofen or something. A once in a while um, thing like road trips and things like that. Yeah, like like so there are people who take Motrin every day and it doesn't it stops working after a while and it's like not great for your liver uh, or kidneys or whichever one of them. It's easy, not great big for. Fella. Joe's Whereas now if you never kill the stink bug. Catch it. Whereas if you don't ever use it, it's Outside like any that. drug. The, the less yeah. you use it, it's more effective. You know, if you haven't been drinking for a while, that one beer gets to you a lot faster than if you're, you know, on so a week long vacation. I've anything. totally done that with with beer. Like I've totally taken um, time off where I'm only going to have like one beer a night or none, and then knowing that on the weekend I get to like um, enjoy the buzz when I go to the brewery or something. But with coffee, I really can't function properly without caffeine in the morning. I can usually make it a few hours and like get by, but at some point I just, as I go to engage my thinking gears in my head, I pretty much just get hopeless and 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 go, I can't do this, and I get irritable basically because I can't seem to complete a thought. Hmm. It's almost like I can't, I can't think, but I know so what like how I can. I know my potential to think, but I can't seem to accomplish it in the moment, and so I just get yeah. irritable and I go like. It's not wear and tear. Yeah, Luke, you just described it's physical addiction. A there. textbook addiction. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I'm addicted. I'm <laughs> Which is fine. A lot of people yeah. are. No, but I mean it, it's so, just a word. I think as long as you're, I, you, it's just a word. you have to be, you have to be aware of it because what I what happens to me is because a lot of my work schedule is kind of based around the the type or the time of year because a lot of it comes and swells with grading where it's like oh now I have to stay up till you know two thirty three in the morning to finish grading these papers so. I guess I'll start or keep drinking coffee at seven o'clock tonight. And that builds over the course of the semester. So by the end of the semester, I'm drinking like three or four cups of coffee a day mm. sometimes. So I purposefully am aware of that. And then as soon as the semester ends, I like cut off almost. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's I, what you should do. And I start drinking a lot more tea and I try to balance tea over the course of that because tea, I Ooh. feel like is the regenerative version of drinking coffee sort of like coffee is diesel Whereas green tea to me is like an electric car or something. Hmm. Um, so green I think tea is, has coffee, a pretty decent amount of of of, of caffeine in it. It's, it's like something it has like a most. third. Versus it's like, like fifty milligrams, tea. I think, or and, it's twenty five to fifty, maybe twenty five to fifty, yeah. and, depending how long you yeah. sleep it. Yeah, yeah, and and coffee depending on again how much you define a cup a, as green, being. Green tea has actual medicinal benefits 
as opposed to coffee. I think what's, coffee what's has some. I, I, I did not do the research before this episode for the health benefits, yeah, but, but coffee does have some. I've seen plenty but, of longevity know, coffee correlations, green, not causation. Definitely, definitely has probably more, right? Uh, probably, like it, it has more um, antioxidant type shit in it, right? <laughs> now, is it that is it that coffee makes you live longer, or is it somebody who drinks coffee every day of their life and makes it to like seventy five, their system's still fine? They're probably going to be fine for another twenty years, kind of a thing. I think it, it it's just a correlation. It so I don't know if they have the causation yeah. behind it. Yeah. Oh, it could be a correlation. What's like the difference between just wusses? Something like that. Well, yeah. yeah. What's the difference between green tea and black tea? Do they roast the black tea? No, it's just dried out, right? I mean, like it's just a different. It's, it's, it's a different leaf. I think. It's a different leaf. Yeah, mm. different plant. But to, to get it dark like that, do they kiln it? Do they? They don't roast it like a coffee. Like coffee beans get roasted pretty high temps, right? Yeah, What's they like roast a it dark like roast? thousands of degrees. Yeah, yeah. Do they? So that's probably where that where yeah. coffee becomes not good for you because isn't that where you get carcinogenic stuff? When you get the those? dark roast, yeah. But uh, yeah. They, in coffee roasting, they call it like. I mean, there are different types of, of uh, roasting, but they you have first crack, which is where the bean mm. first makes that crack. And then you have second crack, and it literally sounds like popcorn kernels cracking when you're roasting. Mm. It's quite loud, actually. I was, um, mm. I've, I've been with my friend once when he when he roasted, and uh, he has a, 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 a barbecue roaster. Have you ever seen Kevin's uh, set up in his garage? No, but I know what they look like. It's yeah. like a big metal drum, and yeah. he actually hooked it up to a motor now, so it automatically spins. Wow. He turns on the barbecue, and he has a temperature probe inside that that uh, wires out to his thermometer. And basically, if you can keep an eye on the temperature change, and you know the time, and, and you basically that you have curves that you follow for right. different roasts. They yeah. call it roast profiles. But they roast for a while, right? Don't they roast for... Um, I think Quite it's like time. seven to ten minutes, something like I that. I thought it was longer. It can I, be. I, I mean, the kind of shit you yeah. see at I like didn't realize that it was so hot. Dunkin' Donuts, like that kind of dark roast where it's all yeah. the oils. Yeah. That's like over roasted, so it tastes rancid, right? Yeah. What you have in your kitchen, uh, he has Verve uh, uh, from uh, Santa yeah. Monica, California, Verve. Yeah. Um, which is, I highly recommend trying that because they'll. Oh yeah, they'll, we'll uh, link them in the description. At least lately, they've been back to their two-day free shipping. They got rid of that for a while. I think a lot of companies are doing that right yeah, now. Yeah, just because they know people are at home, and they're just, yeah. they're also trying to get business because their that's cafes a great, are closed. That's a great point, because if you go to a website like Verve and a lot of other roasters, like you say, they will ship out what they roast on that day. So I got it, I think, three days after it was roasted. They roasted and shipped the same day. Let's say you order it at 8 p.m. at night. That will be roasted at 5 a.m. the next morning yeah. and shipped out that day. Right, yeah. yeah. Which is, and again, even from California, it's, you know, three, two days. Yeah. Yeah, two, three days, no problem. But coffee yeah. can be too fresh, right? Because I used to work at a brewery that roasted their own, and like the beans were awful the first day it was roasted. And they, they got to, like, better. So the beans. Yeah, they said they have to gas off for the beans a couple are, of days. If they're, if they're too fresh, they recommend grinding it, um, let's say, 20 minutes before you brew for for uh, filtered coffee because uh if you if you have beans that you literally just roasted there's so much co2 in there that mm -hmm. the brewing process will basically get fucked up especially with espresso there'll be way too much gas in there um, but basically yeah beans degas over their lifetime so like let's say i'm on week one of coffee i might have to loosen up the grind a bit on week two um, i used to have uh, my friend's espresso machine shout out to nathan and his ranchilio uh, with the with the uh, P whatever the fuck you call it, Franchilio, the, great the guy. temperature control. Um, so I had that in my kitchen and got to geek out, and and that's where the subtlety of of coffee brewing is at its mat. You know, like 
most important when yeah. you're doing espresso because yeah. every minor thing uh, makes There's a, a difference. There's a reason why probably almost everybody who's listening to this has only ever had really bad espresso. Because it's really hard to make good exp- good espresso. Yeah, you have to, like you say, there's so many little details that need focusing on in order to dial it in to... Yeah, but when you do, it's amazing. That's the, f- the f- ironic thing about espresso. If you've never had espresso that made you stop and go, damn. Yeah. Then you, if, if that hasn't you happened to you, then you haven't had good espresso. Well, the yeah. problem... If also, you're a coffee drinker. Well, the problem also is that those... I would say 99% of people probably haven't had really good espresso, but that's because 99% of them have probably only ever had espresso. And right, that's, that's a di- much. Different Let's just product. get that on the table. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> if you say espresso, I yeah. give you one day, twenty four hours to change that habit. I, I agree with that. If I hear you saying that shit to me again, I'm not going to do. What are you going to do? Nah. Yeah. You're, you're just going to be <laughs> as much of a douche as you are now about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually know. stopped being a douche because I, uh, whenever I would correct people, they would just look at me like, "What?" I'm like, "What?" Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? How do you bring that up? I was like, "What? What do you need? Oh, we need two shots of espresso because like." Yeah. Uh, where I used to work before, before the pandemic days, um, we, we, me and Joe both worked at a similar place, um, same place, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people always say espresso there, yeah. and so I just be like, I'm not sure what that is, and yeah. then they were just trying to tell me, and like the joke never landed, so right, yeah, you know, fuck because they clearly never even tried to spell espresso, let alone say it yeah. correctly, yeah, whatever. Um. So yeah. Uh. I highly recommend checking out the links I'm going to put in the episode notes for places that that will um, ship you freshly roasted stuff. But Johnny, you're right. The importance on the on how freshly roasted coffee is is not as dire as oh, you must consume it within two weeks. I've had coffee that's a month old and it's only gotten better. Mm. So some coffees are yeah. really harsh when they're for freshly sure. roasted, and like the lighter roasts, especially, you'll get more of those high like. acidic notes and then as the coffee ages it mellows out a bit Mm -hmm. and it becomes more round and balanced so it really just depends on the coffee but i love the fact that coffee changes over its lifetime if you have if you have like let's say you order two bags from verve at a time then you go through it over the course of a month each coffee will change well it's funny is really good beans too because i visited johnny genie out in uh the west coast over the winter break and I brought Portland back, has great Portland shops. has great coffee shops. Seattle has great coffee shops. And I brought back a, a few bags of beans with me and they lasted quite some time. But after about a month or so, there was a day where I went to, you know, to brew my fresh coffee and I, I started sipping it and I was like, lost its edge, lost its pop. Uh-huh. It, it, a small batch, baby. Yeah, it just got past that point where I was like, uh, it's not popping anymore. You know, it's still better. Well, and the, or the you would have to stuff, make an but... adjustment to your brewing. Oh, which to it, keep which it popping. Yeah. yeah, but it's still it, even then it, it's yeah, it's it's more difficult to dial in almost. It's hard to dial it. in coffee at home too. Be, the, the biggest limiting factor for brewing at home is a grinder. I have a $230 grinder and even then I only have 40 options for a grind. So I, when you can't yeah. adjust at the level of like the grinder they use in most shops, specialty coffee shops is called an EK 43. And that shit, not only is every particle the same size, yeah. but you can make these micro adjustments that change your brew time from three fifteen to three minutes. Yeah. Or and that's three a huge minutes difference. to yeah. two forty five or, or whatever. Or it can make a huge difference for sure. I don't have the capability to do that with yeah. my grinder. I can, I can get in the ballpark and then you have to use like dosage and pour yeah. rate to change that shit. And 
look, you can still get a great cup at home, but it's just not as good as if you had the equipment. Well, Johnny, remember when we visited uh, that place, uh, Slate? Shout out to Slate, Slate. Coffee mm-hmm. Roasters in Seattle. Still to this oh, day. Oh, I had some of that. Yeah. yeah, still to this day, my favorite coffee <laughs> shop. And I, that was the first place I took Johnny in Seattle. I was like, yo, we have to check out Slate. And I, it's fair to say you were blown away by that coffee. That was really good coffee, right? Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, the blue. They, a lot of times they they'll say that oh these are the flavor notes like you know earth tones or blueberry or yeah. whatever. Theirs actually had those flavors. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and and for all the right reasons because you can get a cup of blueberry coffee at wherever, but it's not for the right reasons. And if you really are paying attention, you'll you'll realize you'll say oh yeah that's just added sugar syrup I mean, or if whatever. You've, if you've never been right. in yeah. the yeah. subtleties of beer coffee wine you might not know that people talk about taste as notes right yeah there are tasting notes and i remember when i first described i got into specialty coffee around 2013 14 and i started buying more equipment and brewing at home and whatnot and i would tell somebody who doesn't know about that stuff like oh yeah this this bean has notes of like blueberry and like whatever other you know and they'd be like wait there's blueberries in it i'm like (laughs) yeah yeah i mean no but yes, yeah. because the thing that makes a blueberry taste like a blueberry is some kind of sugar, some kind of chemical mm-hmm. balance of sugars. Um, there's not added sugar in coffee, but there are there are various. Oh, there's a lot of added sugar. Various in a lot chemicals of that in the roasting process get those. What are they called, Johnny? The Ma- Maillard reaction. Maillard. Maillard reaction. Maillard reactions. Maillard. And and those get Sorry. dissolved into the water when you brew, and so you get mm-hmm. tasting notes that remind you of whatever thing yeah. those sugar profiles would be found in, like blueberries or yeah. strawberries or whatever. Well, that, that, Candied this, candied yeah, that's that. That's why I like to, the last day of class every semester, I do the coffee seminar where I bring in all my brew equipment and I try to get the best beans possible. And I show my students how to do a, a Chemex pour over. And the first thing that they always ask is, where is the milk and sugar? They're, they're shocked by the idea that I'm going to just give them black coffee because I would say out of the, the coffee drinkers in each class every semester, say like half the class drinks coffee, maybe only one or two of them drinks it black. And it's because of all the reasons we've said where it's just over roasted Dunkin Donuts coffee or something like gas that. station coffee. Yeah, that's yeah. purposely over roasted just to be consistent or whatever or to make you want to add. Sugar what word would you use to describe like one word that would um, accurately describe that kind of like gas station diner kind of coffee mud it's mud Burnt mud, yeah. I, mud i would use the word rancid i mean See, that, I, I i think it's it's that, that kind of coffee too. makes people think they're coffee drinkers this is where i redirect the podcast to be about beer because i try to do that any that's more than reasonable possible. for a beer podcast um, and like that's like let's pick Coors light doesn't taste like anything if you drink it at room temperature that's why they say cold as the rockies because <laughs> it has no flavor beer is supposed to have bitterness point. noticeable bitterness balanced out by like a little bit of malt sweetness in my opinion most styles though you you notice that bitterness but those people are your do that. They take things a, you're playing with right but people take a like an overly bitter coffee and they do that those gas station beans i assume they do it so they're the same everywhere if you burn them all to the same amount then they're all the same amount of burn yeah, yeah i think it's just uh, easier to roast it like it's for that consistency yeah. and but they also they also that. like starbucks does it because they want you to buy right but the milk they're not cuts any of the bitterness well they're not in the drink money and then they throw a bunch of sugar yeah a two dollar cup of black coffee but they are making money off a six dollar mocha crappa choca 
uh, right. bullshit a Chino, and now you're full of sugar and, and milk and sweetness, and you're going to want more. You're going to be more addicted on top of the caffeine to the sugar, and that's why you see... I mean, there's been days where I maybe go do some work at Starbucks. I have a cup of coffee, maybe like a muffin or something. And I see the same people come in two, three times over the course with, of with like their four pumps of. Yeah, of over whatever. the course of not that long and because they work no. locally and they're like, oh, I get another break. I, I, I need a. It's refill. just a coffee. It's like, no, that's a 400 calorie sugar filled piece of shit. Yeah, it's 100 well, grams you- of sugar a day. Do you guys remember when it was back when Starbucks was still cool? They stopped being cool sometime. In the they last were on the years. wave of specialty coffee, yeah. But they were pretty cool for a while. And people wave. wouldn't say I need coffee. They say I need my Starbucks. I need my yeah. Starbucks to get through the day because yeah. I need like three or four. Because I get coffee other places and it tastes it tastes bitter. I get Starbucks and it's delicious and caramelly. Yeah, but that's and, just uh, sugar. That's not a that's not an actual secret remedy to the problem right. of shitty coffee. But to to make it about beer again. Um, yeah. So, do you guys know how stouts or how porters and stouts and things like that got invented? Ooh, no, but I'm curious because I love Ooh. porters and stouts. So, there's there's a type of malt called black patent malt. They still call it that. And a little history: in 1816, England had a lot of uh, let's call them shucksters. I think is the term uh, brewers where they would cheat and they'd use a little bit of malt and then they'd throw a bunch of caramel or burnt sugars or toffee or just cheap cane sugar and then dye it and then call it a brown ale or an amber or a porter or whatever. And uh, you can live on beer. We won't go deep into this, but like, you can live on low percentage beers. Liquid bread, it's got vitamin B and stuff that you could you normally need to get from meat or you know other specific ingredients. People did uh, that for breakfast, right? But yeah, you drank beer, yeah. low low alcohol beer because it was safer than the water and you nutritionally could live on it. Well, if you turn that into basically hard seltzer, truly hard seltzer. Um, Wait, like, it, <laughs> like truly? Like stuff now, yeah, Whoa. where there's no malt to it. Did you mean no, to say truly? Of, uh, for copyright reasons, no. <laughs> it, it's with a Y. It's spelled the right way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those those fuckers. And I, f- I think the sel- hard seltzer craze is hilarious because like people used to die from drinking that kind of it, it's prison hooch. It's got no actual nutritional value that beer does have. And that's a whole other argument. We'll have that beer is good for you, um, which I will have. But so this guy the next year in 1817, he invented because people used to throw like really burnt sugar or caramel in there to make dark beers. So you could throw some coffee or something, but they made a law. You could only use malt and hops. So he wa- learned from studying coffee roasters. He invented a drum roaster for malt making. And uh, and that is, was the answer. And the, the malt that came out of it, he had a patent on his roaster. It was called Black Patent Malt. And it kind of, it, it, it's one of the main factors that led to the English porter style. Interesting. Which is an awesome beer. And part uh, you, you throw some roasted barley in there, boom, you got a stout. Yeah. Are so. you drinking a coffee stout, by the way? I am. I'm drinking a, a, a mil- espresso milk stout from uh, Elysian Brewing. Oh yeah. We kind of forget to uh, do introduce the beer we're drinking, mostly because during the quarantine we we switched to Miller Lite. I figured I can't go through a, a quarantine of on coronavirus beer, yeah. on craft beer. Yeah, we, I just yeah. can't do it. And we needed I've to been stop. Money wise and calorie wise. I mean, you just said that the fridge is full of craft beer. Well, I know it's filled well, yeah, with craft beer because we, we haven't drink, had it. We've been drinking waters. We've been surviving on water. Yeah, we call Miller Lite waters. Oh, it's basically it's mostly it's like ninety five percent water. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's just a good calorie like deal. Ninety six calories, I think. Well, it's also if I'm drinking, say I do have some craft beers. You definitely want to end the night with Millers. You don't want to start the night with Millers and end with craft beers. Well, you want to sandwich it. 
Uh, you want I a Miller prefer sandwich. to end with Miller. Miller sandwich. <laughs> Miller sandwich. Well, because I I don't get I don't have a hangover if I end with Millers because if I drink three or four Millers at the end of a night, it's yeah. as if I was well, drinking it, water essentially. It depends. Like if I'm starting the night eating something, like oh let's get some burgers and then we'll go out drinking. I'm probably gonna have a light <laughs> beer. I just love Johnny's like standard like night out. Well yeah, you know yeah, you just yeah. pound some burgers. Uh, yeah, this burgers, is America. All right, yeah. pound yeah. some burgers, pound but, some beers, but, and then go out drinking. Yeah. Or like, let's grab a quick slice and then we'll go to the bar. It's like, well, I'm gonna have a Miller Lite with that pizza. I don't, I don't want to start off by throwing an IPA and a pizza in my stomach, and That's I'm going true. out drinking. So you have a couple of Millers with your slice of pizza, <laughs> grease, and then you go to the got, bar. You know, the first two cans get some craft really beers. Count. Yeah, and then you get home. It's like, oh, let's crack another couple of Millers, and then you the, you open one more after two or three home Millers, and then that's your shower beer. Like Miller Lite is one of the best shower. How many beers, beers did yeah. you just describe? You don't have to worry about water getting in your shower <laughs> beer. We, like, we actually have a shelf for light. shower beers in our oh, shower. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It works well. Of course, me too. I've only I've only had a shower beer experience maybe a few well, times. Oh, you're one of them out. was uh in, shower in coffee. Nice it too. was great. They're they're amazing. Yeah, I, I took like such a shower drunk coffee? shower in Tulsa. Oh, also, oh. Uh, folks, don't drink in the shower. You might slip and die. That, oh yeah. What about, what this about is a joke? This is a comedy podcast. This is all scripted. Yeah. What about coffee in the shower? You ever do that? Yeah. Coffee in the shower? No, I actually have not. Really? Yeah. Really, it, it's, it's. I've nice. had a coffee and an orange in the shower. I've had a full full meal in there. Shower oranges are the way to go. I won't Wait, ever eat an orange outside of a shower. You're on board with shower orange? Of course, it makes sense. That's so there's shocking to me. I would have thought there's a drain in the floor. Why wouldn't I be? I've literally like written articles about the 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 beauty of shower oranges, and I'm shocked yeah. because I would have thought that you would be so against me, Johnny. It's awesome. Shower orange, probably with a Hefeweizen. That sounds really good. Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> shower orange is the way to go. I recommend Have a nice shandy. Everybody. Shower shandies. Yeah. Mm. Beach jigging in a shower shanty. All right, all right. Can I read a Jonathan Swift quote? Do you know Jonathan, Jonathan Swift? Jonathan Swift. Oh, yeah, good guy. All right, all right. Um, He's doing he some that. of his best work. He's being more and more recognized for the great work he does. What was what was the, uh, the famous piece he wrote? It was like... Um, Gulliver's Travels? Oh, no, no that was Taylor Swift. Uh, Gilligan's Island. Uh, Just uh, read the damn quote, Luke. All right, so <laughs> I have two quotes because, like, I I wanted to look up who the guy was because I was like, wait, who the fuck is this guy? And then I found another quote which kind of makes you go, um, maybe I maybe the first quote's not so deep. A guy <laughs> a guy I work with wrote a the biography on Jonathan Swift. Did he? Yep. No, it sounds like a Joe made up lie. No, he wrote a two. Uh, no, Joe, that's he, not good enough to be made up. It's it's not interesting enough. It's he, probably he just, true. Uh, he listens to the podcast, so I'm very glad you just said that. He just uh, he yeah he just published a two volume biography. Awesome. I, no, I'm just all right. Oh, so no, the, I'm kidding. It the, is true. All right, the quote. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> the quote is: "Coffee makes us severe, and grave, and philosophical." And then the quote right under that was. A fig for partridges and quails, ye dainties, I know nothing of ye, but on the highest mountain whales would choose in peace to drink me coffee. <laughs> me coffee? He was Irish. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that clears that up. Johnny's um, playing with genie pipe. That sounds weird. <laughs> um, I do have an interesting thought about coffee. Somebody said to me years ago, and I think about it all the time, is like, you go into a coffee shop and it's a stimulant, right? Yeah. Like Luke was saying, you drink it to get your head straight so you can go and do things. Yeah. But you go into coffee shops and they're super quiet and they're super relaxing and calm. And then you go into a bar where it's stimulants and it's loud and exciting and there's lots of movement and energy. And it, I just People always counter whatever the drug is. 
Why then? Yeah, just you, be, you if you're tired, to. then be tired. Why think, do you have to? No, I think the modern do the opposite is of the not effect. What it what it was in in like the 1700s and and 1600s. You think it was more rambunctious? Back I think then? it was the reverse. <clears throat> Whoa! I think now breweries like craft beer breweries are kind of like the modern day version of what the coffee mm. house be- was in the 1600s. I don't think so. I, yeah, because I, those were loud, raucous, rauc- raucous places. Um, where, what was that word? Where people no, would come word, together and, and give news and, and yeah, exchange I, information. I tried. I don't know how to say that word. Have you been to the breweries around here? You think people are going to exchange enlightenment error information at the No. Well, breweries? he's talking about real cities. You guys live in a weird I'm, I'm also just talking about the energy. Region. Like Whereas coffee shops are, are now known as quiet places where you individually get your work done. That's true. They were the social bud. Uh, they were like the social centers of a city. Yeah, the the English ones we were talking about that Joe Joe was talking about in the sixteen seventeen hundreds, they um they called them the, penny the, universities. Well, they also that's before stock exchanges existed. There was like there wasn't a stock market where you'd go and trade stocks. It was just well, that's where the guys from the Dutch East India Company hang out or Dutch West whatever they and talk about their that, travels and, and coffee shops. So if you want to go buy stocks though, they got stocks. So if you want to go buy stock or trade or speculate or so they ended up becoming these business meeting, like yeah. these place forums for, for, for business. And they called them penny universities because it only took one penny. You had to buy a cup of coffee and that was your entry fee. That'd be great. A penny for a cup of coffee. Yeah, but a penny was probably hard to come by back then. Yeah, it's like a week's yeah, pay a for penny. a yeah. for a doc for a stevedore or something, you know. So you had to have wig, you had to have wig money to afford coffee, right? What money? Wig money? Oh yeah. In uh in J S Box time, the composer, uh, great guy. Th- there was a, a very famous coffee house in Leipzig, Germany, called Zimmerman's Coffee House. Uh, it was oh, started yeah. by the Z- composer Telemann in seventeen oh two, and it was basically like what what I had when I was in university. We had something called. Um, the Cabaret Collective. Did I, you ever go to that show? I thought show? you were going to say Coffee Tuesday, Thursday, but that's a whole we'll other talk, thing. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah, the Cabaret. Did was, you ever go to that? You you came a few times, right? It was the thing at night that you would sneak. Yeah, describe like, the Cabaret Collective. All I remember is that it happened every once in a while, and I would sneak in sort of with... No, the, there was no sneaking in, though. Well, I snuck in because it was fun. No, it you just came enough. in with me if you call I that sneaking. In, I snuck in with a six-pack of beer, and you would just kind of sit there and get wasted. You were allowed to drink beer. Ah, oh, you're taking all the fun out of it. Yeah. And it was just people doing. It was kind of like an open mic. It was, yeah, it was like an open mic, but of of anything that you could anything. imagine Comedy, in the art, theater, music, music whatever world, st- uh, uh, live theater, yeah. whatever you wanted. Yeah. And the idea was like Poetry. it was it was on campus, and it was always on a Friday night. Let's say a few times was a cool. semester. Yeah, that was really fun. You'd bring a six pack or whatever down there, and. Uh, you would sit there if you're not participating and just watch various things. My, one of my favorite things was this um, physics PhD student did like a a dramatic performance of like the history of time from the Big Bang. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. he was like walking across the yeah. stage as, and he's like, if this stage is the timeline, yeah. and, and he he clearly had some like theater or drama in his background, yeah. but like. To me, that that was what this Zimmerman Coffee House in Leipzig in the 1700s would be like, because they would have these concerts there where people the the entry fee was just to buy some coffee, mm. and then they would it's, put it's on. A, it's like a one drink minimum. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. And they would put on shows. And I think in that time, whereas now we're like, why would I go to the Cabaret Collective if I'm not going to get a little drunk? Like, right. then it yeah. was kind of like, oh, life is so harrowing yeah. and awful that 
I want to stimulate my brain and listen to Bach. Yeah. You know, well, now, or, now, or whoever was Now I can just do performing. that in my underpants at home. Everything you just said. Yeah. But it, it, Which so is sad. it was like the it was like the, the elites of the city would meet there and um, women were not allowed in coffee shops, but they were during box um, uh, concerts at the at the coffee house. That'd be weird trying to pick up a chick in that. What would be the best line for that? Um, How, did they have pickup lines in the 1700s? How did that work? Well, funny enough, the the um, one of the pieces Bach wrote for one of these events at the coffee house was a coffee cantata. He wrote a lot of religious music. But he wrote portato. a lot of secular music too, yeah. and so one of the secular pieces he wrote was called "Coffee Cantata." So the whole thing is basically about a dad who is banning his daughter from drinking coffee, mm. and she really wants to keep drinking coffee, and the father doesn't know how to get her to stop, and then finally goes, "I've got it. I will not find you a husband until you quit coffee." <laughs> and then she's like, "Fine, I'll quit coffee. I want a husband. Go find me a husband." And she secretly tells all the men that are potential suitors, I'll only marry you if you agree that you'll make me coffee every morning. <laughs> I mean, this is just that's like... Some, that's some really <laughs> weird cultural insight to the times, though, right? Here, that's kind of cool. I like Father, that. don't be so hard. If three times a day I can't drink my little cup of coffee, then I would become so upset that I would be like a dried up piece of roast goat. <laughs> if you don't give up coffee, you won't be going to any wedding, says the father, and you won't go out walking either. <laughs> These are hor- horrifically dry lyrics, dude. <laughs> well, I shall the, be like a dry goat it's meat. It's German. Oh, okay. you know. And then the, the ending oh, of yeah. the, the whole cantata ends with all three characters singing the moral of the story that, okay, drinking coffee is natural. So they're fucked up. Is, that would be like our current right. version of like the brewery, like Bach cantata. I wish Bach was uh, would conduct like a craft beer cantata. Whoa! All right, Nathan, if you're listening to this, I'm going to get you to write craft beer cantata. That's a brilliant idea, and we're going to put it on at like a cool brewery. I mean, and, I and the moral is going to be us all cheersing craft beer and going like uh, drinking craft beer is natural. Or it could start out as an argument between like a. Uh, like a beer drinker, like a craft beer drinker and a macro beer drinker. Yeah, yeah. Or like between a beer drinker and a wine drinker. Or in or this beer, case, it beer, could just wine, be like, a, you think you're an alcoholic, you should stop drinking craft beer. That, that, is, that is funny <laughs> that you mentioned that because there are, it's really weird. I Do you find this as well that the, the sort of quote unquote rivalries between vices are usually among people who are kind of, they're, they're really not quite getting it. Because I've I've seen this with people where they they rip on wine drinkers and wine drinkers rip on craft beer drinkers and or beer drinkers in general yeah, yeah. and the others yeah, all think yeah, that but the others are snooty it. and losers and it's like I do I, it too but only because they started it right exactly I but, think every every everything that you get into risks becoming snooty yeah you risk doing it just to be an expert at it it's hard to, to draw that line face, too right. Because we're all, I mean, we've all done barista work, except for Tommy, I don't think. Have you done any barista? Nope. Yeah. But you could. Yeah, it doesn't look too hard. Yeah, see? <laughs> and that's sort of the It point. actually is really hard. But that's <laughs> no. what I mean. We've can all, I, fi- we've I all figured you guys it out. The fact, that us, the fact that us three bozos have figured it out and probably do it fairly well compared to the I mean, to I think it does bozos. take intelligent people to do anything really well. Yeah, but um, I'm saying there, there are more shitty baristas in the world than great baristas. But I'm saying that people who think that they are they they are just naturally genius at it because they got good at it, 
I think that's that's sort of just being a superlative type person to do it. Having said that, have you ever watched the specialty coffee association competitions or like the World Barista Championships? I, I, that, I'm not that's even where sure you go. All right, there just like there are people that are naturally gifted towards violin or piano or writing. Yeah. There are people that are just like weirdly shaped to be brilliant oh, and sure. creative at at being a barista. Oh, for sure. But I just mean that I know people who craft beer is an example who are really into craft beer and they didn't used to be. And now if you try to sell them on a different type of beer, if you try to tell them, yo, you should check out this awesome Pilsner, they'll be like, Pilsners aren't good beers. And you're so like, when people say shit like that, just they're just advertising their, their stupidity and their ignorance indignance. and, or they're trying to signal, but they, but they do, but doing they, it clumsily. But they do know a lot about the beers they like. They might actually know a lot about IPAs, but to say, to to get so far into that niche to be like that is that is what beer is or that is what that sort of craft industry so, is 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 very sort of just missing the point I think yeah right? I'm yeah. I'm more I'm more like eh about like all level of wine drinkers personally <laughs> see <laughs> uh, than I am about like Bud Light beer drinkers I'm like yeah man shotgun one with me sure whatever like I respect beer drinkers at all levels yeah um and and most wine drinkers but that's what I mean too. You're, but Johnny you're, are you're you a brewer but you'll drink Miller but, Lite. Well, I think it's a human condition. Sure. It takes yeah. it comes on as a part of your identity at this point. Like you identify but with you guys beer as part of your life, right, John? You're engrossed well, yeah, in I'm it. More, yeah. I'm more beer than You're man. In Would it. you identify with musical attributes in your life? I suppose so. Yes, you would. Tried, Joe, I feel like I'm on the, yes, the witness stand. Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> would you identify with writing and English language or arts, really, in your life, right? Can Can you repeat the question, Your Honor? <laughs> so, <laughs> when you're involved in that, if somebody starts to say, oh, well, you know, they start to break you down. You get defensive what, very quickly. Yeah, you get defensive. It's just, I think, part of a human condition. Yeah, but I'm willing to well, admit that I, I, I'm right actually a shitty writer, the, the or I'm an idiot. And a lot of people... Can't do brewer. that. No, that's so why there's mean, a small. Uh, and and what I tell my can. what I tell my students is that the only reason because they'll tell me, oh, you're a really good writer, whatever. And I tell them the only reason why I might be quote unquote better of a writer than you are is because I've been sucking at it so much longer than you have. Do you know what you're describing? It's called the what Dunning Kruger effect in psychology. It means like when you know a little bit of something, you can run the risk of accidentally becoming cocky and arrogant yeah, right. and like thinking like. You want to signal like I I have studied something about wine or crap. I, I do find know, this more I with wine this. drinkers, yeah, right? Because you can say I do know this and you don't. Yeah, yeah, right. But but that's the subtext behind what a lot of people do and and act and say when they're talking about wine or especially coffee is. Yeah, they're they're just trying to say like I've put some time into studying this, right? And they're missing the point. And and I, I've talked to some baristas that that really the the, the point is whether it's craft beer craft coffee, specialty coffee, wine, whatever. It's if you're in the service industry and you're making drinks for customers, make what they will enjoy. If the best cup of coffee you can make someone is one where they enjoy it. That's it. If yeah, they want to put cream in your specialty coffee, let them do it. If they enjoy it, you succeeded at your job. That's number one job. There's none of that cuntiness and cockiness. See what I did? I put both both genders uh, 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 so, genitals well, what about like a Keep going. What about like a top cuisine <laughs> chef that makes a delicious meal and then the and then I put I put like douses it in ketchup yeah and, yeah, and, uh, yeah honey exactly mustard. that would be the equivalent thing look it's not ideal 
and I would, <laughs> as the chef or as the barista, I would say, mm. I'm glad you enjoyed your drink. I encourage you next time, if you take a few sips of it before you add the cream, you might notice some subtle notes of blueberry. What if they or say, go fuck yourself, don't tell me how to drink my coffee, and they I pour like you who in? I would say that's a weird reaction respond. considering the very measured advice but, I just but gave d- you. Does in a that person, way. well, most people does that say, person, who the fuck are you to tell me how to drink my coffee? Right. That's what most well, people Well, actually, coffee's one of the only examples where you're getting it from the. You're getting it from the guy making it, and maybe the guy who even roasted it. Might Rarely does anyone about, ever yeah. meet the brewer who made their beer or the mm. vintner who tended to the wine. You're just talking to a bartender who's serving it to you. Yeah. He probably does know more than the average person. But if he might also it. just be like, uh, that's on tap. It's like, yeah. oh, well, what's but, that beer? And he's like, uh, sour. I think it's red. I don't know. Like a sour <laughs> is a good example. Like a good sour beer. There's different types of sours is the new one of the newer ways of craft beer. But sours, there's there's different ways to sour. You can do it through time and like building up an actual culture of yeast and bacteria, and that could take years to sour one batch. Or you do a kettle sour, which can take like a day, and then you just make a beer. So if you're like, oh, I made a traditional sour, and somebody just chugs it, Instead of tasting it, because that's mm. good, give me another. You might, you. I think you have the right to say no. That's a waste of the beer. I'll give you some. You can have something else, but like, uh, even if you're, well, even if you're willing to pay for it, like, I, I think you have the right uh, as a creator to say, I don't want you. If you're going, you can enjoy this wrong. Well, I, I think that's fair. I, I think it's yeah, it's fair to point it out that oh hey yeah you're gonna miss out on this. It's an experience. No, but I feel like I could say no. You don't get another one of those. You didn't do it right. I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's your product. You can deny people service as long as you're not because like, oh, also, you know, I don't like your ethnicity. You black bastard. Isn't that what Liam Neeson said? Does he? Oh, yeah, he did Any- say that. That's right. Anyways, uh, although you guys just did this. With coffee. You, just, you guys just badmouth Starbucks drinkers at the beginning of this cast and gas station coffee. So you're doing. Oh, yeah. I want Luke to hear this. I mean, well, wait for I him to get his headphones like, back. I mean, I'm not silent. bashing them. I'm just pointing out that they're not as good as uh, a lot of people think a lot of people think they have misconceptions about what is possible well, and they, that's my point with black coffee people think that black coffee is this one thing and in fact i have a sample size i have every semester I, like i said when i do my coffee seminar i have students who one or two of them are maybe black coffee drinkers and by the end of the seminar I've definitely I've converted some of them where they say this is crazy. I didn't know that black coffee could taste like one this. of the reasons people are stubborn about that is coffee is a routine thing every day. Sure. And yeah. people get into a routine. That's and, the other and thing. You're fucking with like, that routine. Yeah. And, and, and mm. that's the other thing they say that, that even if you do a V60, which is relatively quick, it's a brewing uh, yeah. device. Yeah. That, it's a pour it's, it's over. To, it's to yeah. make a single cup of coffee, essentially, as yeah. opposed to a bigger setup or rig. Th- they'll they'll say wait that took you five minutes and i'm like how much longer is you have to value how much is that longer than just pu- putting at, nonsense now in at any maker? point in your life were you a coffee drinker that would put something in their coffee me no yes i when, when I, I first started, started drinking coffee, coffee yeah. i would put french vanilla in it yes it yes, yes. Uh, like i put the hazelnut yeah. creamer hazelnut and french yeah. vanilla yeah. yeah and it was delicious and after like a year of it i was like well, why don't i just drink it with i'm out of it i'm out of the creamer <laughs> i was like well, i yeah. guess i'll just drink it without it i was like yeah. wow this tastes fine without it yeah. And I just didn't drink. You guys remember that. what our father used to plop in his black coffee at dessert? Uh, Di Serrano. No, no, no. It was a food <laughs> thing to drink. I mean, that's great too. Yeah, it coffee, was very good. A food. Thing? No, he dropped frozen Charleston chews to Did cool he really? it down. Yeah, he used to drop a few in to make. He's like, it gets it all mocha-y. That's, and the nougat oh, just man. thickened it. Yeah, that's actually put, not a bad idea. That actually that, that is in fact my theory when 
uh, I make something like a mochaccino, for example, which is basically a chocolate cappuccino. When in doubt, because what are people really asking for when they want a mochaccino? Sweetness. Sweetness. So when in doubt, just more chocolate. <laughs> just add more chocolate. Again, when, you don't want to make fine. it under chocolate. Mochaccino yeah. can be a, a, a delicious drink, right? It I is a happen to drink. love. Um, I actually really like espresso and milk oh, that espresso. has been steamed properly. <laughs> Like milk that you has said been that steamed like, properly. You said that like such a piece milk? of shit. Milk that has been steamed properly. <laughs> and look, this is the risk you run when you talk about anything. So specialty. you don't deny it, do you, sir? I, I, that was not my intention, but I can understand that it was received that way. Your Honor, you sound, you, yeah, you sound. Like I sound like I'm in quarantine relationship mode. Yeah, I'm being very exactly, careful yeah. about what I say and how it's Luke, received. Luke's just practicing for going <laughs> back upstairs later to his current fiance. Oh God. Um. um so are we? Okay, go ahead. That, I, I uh, have a segment uh, uh, I want to uh, propose uh, that I think we all have enough stuff for. Okay. Um, go for it. If you had something else to I say. I was just okay. going to quickly say, like, on the being, like, getting accused of being, like, oh, like, what's the point of, like, brewing just one cup and it takes you five minutes? I was making pasta at my friend's house a couple weeks ago, and we were, like, making the dough putting it through the pasta roller. Faster. Every, every step. It took about, like, 30 minutes, right? to just get the pasta out and then Faster. it was a much co more complicated thing. My friend's dad comes downstairs and goes, "You know, they make pasta in a box now." <laughs> like that was his input. Yeah. And fresh pasta is look, really good. That is. to me is it's the so equivalent of somebody coming up to me and being like, "You know, they make coffee that you just plop in the machine and you come back downstairs after you shower." They came up within the 1700s. And the coffee's just ready. Dr. Maxwell House. He's yeah, you guys genius. know a drip pot. A drip pot <laughs> pours water over the coffee and you don't have to stand there like a jackass they do have that it, it does not unless you buy an extremely expensive drip pot with with a mobile pour head it doesn't come anything close to the ability with a gooseneck kettle to pour over at the exact rate and and um, evenly distribution that you can get with a pour over coffee i feel like you can make one if you find an engineering grad student <laughs> there is one and, they, they do one with the chemex equipment. There, no, I know, but yeah. I'm sure you could make one. There's also, if you go to the um, Specialty Coffee Association of America website, SEAA.org, they have a bunch of... Uh, Where did you pull that from? It's a website. You can check it on the internet. Uh, you just said that way too fast. <laughs> I'm on that Haughty website Luke. all the I time. Love bro. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's they, also been drinking a lot of coffee. Six coffee, coffee. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Not, it sounds like I can have exactly as many cafe lattes yeah. as I want. You can't stop me. It says right here. Uh, they have a, a, a list of approved like a home home coffee machines that 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 they basically if you are a company that wants to make a coffee machine, you submit your oh, machine their, to them and they'll approve it or not. Douchebag seal. Look, the whole thing again runs the risk of being douchebaggy. But just like the pasta thing, if you've not had homemade pasta, yeah. then I recommend doing it. It's yeah. so much better than boxed pasta. Well, it's, it just is. But, like, but it's also... And it, same with coffee. It really does point out sort of where different people are at because I'm always curious by, when I do the fancy coffee seminar, how, how and who's going to be converted by it. And you see some students are genuinely really surprised by it and others... There, I mean, some people just don't like the taste of coffee at all. Some people are just surprised, like, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. Some people are surprised that you are doing it in class. And they're no, like, they're, the never, they're never surprised by anything I do okay. in class at <laughs> yeah, that point. Fair enough. They're just like, they, God, he's not the talking about... the semester, they already know yeah, you. Yeah, they already know too much. Yeah. Well, that's that's my, my... What I do is the first day of class, I wear, uh, like, a jacket and, you know, nice pants and nice shoes, a tie... 
the whole outfit and slowly over the course of the semester i lose the tie first then i lose the jacket then i eventually switch to jeans and by the end i have like a t-shirt there's no pants and my yang hat backwards ruined coffee in class and they say yeah that we we know this by now you're like i get fired every semester and rehired yeah i (laughs) I lower the expectations slowly over times and i just tell them it's like a relationship this is just just, really when you describe it that way it sounds like a horrifying quarterly groundhogs day (laughs) essentially yeah. well it's kind of like farting policy in relationship on on like the first six months you don't fart at all and eventually you're like i have to fart and not farting will make me uncomfortable i'm gonna fart i'm gonna let it rip yeah and yeah. then, and then, and then the guy always starts farting first. If there's any sexism left in the society, it's the fact that guys, it's more allowable for guys to if, fart than girls. If there's any sexism left in society, this is it. That's just a, a, a causal That's what you're saying. if then statement. I, I've literally in the past. I didn't week, say any opinion on whether there is or isn't. I've literally seen you in the past week let farts rip loose. Horrific farts in front of your current fiance. And I've heard my current fiance let farts rip loose in front of me. And around and around it goes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny, what were you going to say? <laughs> yeah, Johnny, give us a topic right, change here. Uh, well, Jesus. I have two things. Sorry, uh, Yanka. <laughs> I have a Sorry, segment I want to do, but and I'll, I'll just throw the name of the segment out. I don't have to explain it. And then I actually want to <laughs> mention something All coffee right. culture related. Uh, but I think we should do like a, uh, a brewing sins or coffee sins because I just you mentioned uh, barista work and I immediately remembered some horrifying things i've seen people do to their coffee or with their coffee yeah and I, I feel like you've all done it enough enough coffee stuff you can think of something horrific somebody's done um so let's uh just think about that and try to think of a good coffee horror story gotcha uh and but i i also while you're thinking of that mulling it in the back of your mind i wanted to mention something i found interesting which is there's such a big difference in the east coast west coast culture but and, and I'm working on a theory here. So in the East Coast, it's th- I'm talking about like business working people, people who get up and do stuff every day. There's coffee. You get your coffee in the morning, right? Yeah. Uh, you get your booze at night, beer, cocktail, whatever, to like relax and take the edge off. And there's lots of cigarette smoking in the East Coast. I feel like uh, I think there's just more than out here. Smoking yeah. is just it's a quick release, easy thing to get. So those are all very jittery causing or two of them are very jittery uppers, like caffeine and cigarettes. And I wonder how much of that contributes to the New York accent or the New York pace. When you start talking really fast and doing your coffee voice, Joe, I totally understood you because I grew up around you and people who just talk too fast move too fast in the Northeast all the time. So there's no problem with That's that. That's pretty good, but Johnny. Then, <laughs> you come, thank you. But then you come to the West Coast and everyone's way more laid back and coffee is bigger out here than there. But if you need like to relax and unwind, you can go get a craft beer. You don't have to pick a PBR or a shot which I feel like it's a lot of bars huh. in New York, at least. But it's also uh, better coffee. It's better coffee. It's it's more enjoyable. It's less of a drug and more of an enjoyment, which I would say the same for their beer out here. And you can go smoke a joint instead of a cigarette if you need to relax. I Even think that's like probably a, a CBD joint. That I think that's probably you up too much. Well, we have CBD now, too, but I think that's probably a bigger factor. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I think so much of it is there's so many factors. And if you go back historically, I, I think that there's a lot here in terms of just the east in general this is where people uh immigrated to and this is where stuff had to get done this is where you had to set up the business centers right starting i think out. there's if bigger you things it, other you, than coffee that made yeah. the culture new york versus west coast yeah, yeah. whereas if you, other, if you made it here on the wagon you were able to just like take a breath and relax yeah, yeah what, you're like whatever. jesus yeah you're I like well it. it's you're still like, better than the rockies so stressed about yeah 
Exactly. Because even even places like Boston, I mean, New Yorkers and Boston, Bostonians, whatever, hate each other. But they're way more similar to each other than a New Yorker oh, is yeah. to Seattle. It, it also has to do with sure. the weather more than anything, I think. Like, it's cold That's in New York in the winter. It's cold in Boston. It makes you just kind of have this, God fucking damn it, like, it's cold. I got to get shit done. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Even as far north as Seattle is, it's in Portland. They're part of that weird West Coast microclimate on this side of the Rockies. Yeah. Our winters really are pretty mild. I mean, they're not Southern California mild, but they're definitely not new england harsh yeah yeah so it's ironic yeah, it probably because, is but yeah the water you know, never gets quite warm as new york but the winters never get quite as cold <laughs> right yeah but uh, yeah there's definitely a stark stark difference in energy like in speed i guess a lot of people yeah. from the south who like come to new york will be like like the, the like if you're driving in new york city it's a very different experience than driving in atlanta or something i love having grown up in new york and having out of relatively, I mean, I've there's been times that I've driven in New York. I lived in New York, New York City for a while, and now whenever I go to any other city in the country so far, I think the mm, the one I've been to, been to that's almost as crazy is actually Dallas. Maybe they drive like lunatics in. Da- I think they're worse drivers than in New York because mm. New Yorkers. I don't know why people think we don't use signals, but compared to other people in places like Dallas, we use our signals a hell of a lot more. But if you go to Seattle and you see their version of what they call traffic, it's laughable. Oh, yeah. It's it's still traffic, but I'm sitting there thinking, I'll take this every day in New York. If you know traffic from New York or, yeah. God forbid, like a city like Istanbul where yeah. traffic is just insane. Yeah. Or and LA. then you go yeah. to like LA is probably the other one, but I've never <coughs> been there. The, the Everyone most, says LA is worse. I've never driven in LA. I, I, I think it is. It's just people from from New York. There. I know. Have you seen those shots of the highways on in <laughs> LA when yeah. it's like rush hour? It's like insane. Yeah, right. It's crazy. I mean, this is why Kobe Bryant is dead. Is because LA Christ. traffic. <sighs> wow, that was a leap. Isn't that though? Uh, I mean, I think it's helicopters. There, there's just a more tactful way. He got a helicopter because of the traffic. Yeah, he cl- he claimed that he because he was so rich that he was like, if I have to drive to pick my daughter up from school, like by the time he got home or whatever, you know what I mean? Like he'd be like, I have to go to practice. I don't get. He got more time with his kids if it was a exactly forty minute chopper ride instead yeah. of a two hour car ride. So yeah, but there's just a tactful way to say it, Luke. I, no, I, I think killed Kobe I think, Bryant. I think dense fog killed Kobe Bryant. Well, yeah, I mean, well, it, it comes down to like that butterfly effect thing. You could say the Big Bang killed Kobe Bryant, like you know, physics, th- and that's what you probably should have said. Dude. That would have been more tactful. <laughs> what? Is, um, <laughs> all right. So, do you guys have any uh, coffee Kobe. horror stories? I've I have got two one, yeah. to come straight to mind. I don't know what you mean by coffee horror stories. So have let you me seen give you an somebody example. Somebody or 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 been the participant in some kind of situation where... I have one, Luke. Yeah, go I ahead. Have, I have an example. An example yeah. So I, I was working at this place. They sold uh, beer, food, wine, everything, but they used to have a deli, so they still had a commercial coffee pot, you know, the three-burner ones with the big... Like, you see in a diner yeah. with the orange, big glass things, the drip pots, and it's one got part the orange of it brews, one the other for the decaf. Hot plates, right? Yes, it's yeah. exactly one of those. Yeah. So they still had it, and they would just make coffee every morning. They still sold it. Like nobody ever bought it. It was mostly for the staff. But one pot a day know. kind of vibe. Yeah, pretty much. You sold a cup or two for like two bucks each. It paid for the pot pretty much, I yeah. guess. So they did that. But my first week, the guy showing me, I was like, "Oh, where's the?" Because uh, I couldn't figure out how to turn it on and stuff. Because it was so old and broken, you had to do it a certain way. And he was like, oh, here, let me show you. Just watch me do it. I'll show you. And so he grinds the beans, pours them in. I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, you fill up the pot from the faucet there and then just pour it in the top and it'll auto-brew. I was like, okay. And I started doing it. He goes, no, no, use that faucet. And I was like, what? Because he's pointing at the hot water handle. 
and I'm filling I'm filling up from the faucet already. He's pointing at it. It's like I am. He goes, "No, use the hot one. That way the water gets real hot." I was like, "You brew with hot tap water?" He's like, "Yeah, I like my coffee really hot. Those burners <laughs> take a while to heat up." Like, but you're going to be drinking all the metal from the pipes and from your water heater and like this is an old it was an old building, like a 100-year-old building. And I was like, "You really shouldn't drink hot Wait, water from the tap ever." The water is going to get to the brewing temperature whether it's cold water. It's like if you're making pasta, you and, just And it. I thought maybe it was so broken you had to do that. So I was like, no, I'll use cold water. And it was fine. It was perfectly hot water. Like it didn't, it, you know, it would have burned it my mouth if I drank It gets up to the temperature right no matter what the input temperature right. was. But this like, maniac, yeah, but like he, he, this, yeah. yeah, this maniac, and he's a great guy, but he's a goddamn maniac when it comes <laughs> to coffee making, just Wasn't uses he? hot tap water. And he's been working there like 20 years. It's like, dude, you've been just drinking hot tap water in your coffee beans. And it, and, and I, I went in one day, I was a little late and he had already made the coffee and I took a sip and I was like, ah, something's off. And then I was like halfway through, I realized like, uh, I'm drinking water heater coffee right now. Yeah, yeah. you can definitely mm. you you'll taste the difference between there's e- fucking e- lead in that. Yeah, coffee. shitty tap water. If you even brew a Chemex with the it, the coffee is going to taste like shitty tap water. Speaking of SCAA.org, they have guidelines for various things about brewing. One of them is, as you know, Johnny from brewing beer, um, t- the perfect water to brew coffee with is like the pH has to be seven ideally, but it can be as high as eight. The um, hardness of the water, there are specifications. I think it's like for the calcium. I I forget what the numbers are off the top of my head, but you can actually buy brewing water from companies that already have dissolved the the chemicals in there. Just make it yourself at home. But you can also make it yourself at home by buying chemicals. Right. Just don't buy the wrong chemicals and get on like the terrorist watch list or something like or that. Death. You're not getting on a list for buying calcium carbonate. Not- it's true, yeah. Mm. Um, but there, there are actually know. recipes. Um, I think Matt Perger, who's one of my favorite baristas, I'll link Gypsum. him in the episode notes, um, has like a recipe online for making a concentrate of water that you dilute with like. Oh, that's cool. Eight parts tap water and filtered water. Yeah. Like distilled water, let's say. You have to actually buy distilled water if this is going to yeah. work. Eight parts distilled water, two parts like whatever you you brew with this yeah. this um, calcium and magnesium shit, <laughs> and um, that that will change your brewing. If you're already a good brewer at home, that will like really make you consistent. Nice, because tap water, you never know what's what the fuck's coming no, out yeah. of there. Well, yeah. before you brew anything with your water, coffee, beer, wine, any sort of crafty thing you're getting into at home. Go online or call your local municipality if they don't have a website. They're too small. And they will, they're required to do a water quality report or water report or water quality analysis report. It'll have some name like that. And they'll send you or email you a print up of all of, of all those things in the water. But also it'll include lead and chlorine. Chlor- yeah, chloramines, chlorine. The undesirable stuff, but the stuff you actually want to know your hardness, your, uh, your alcohol, your uh, pH. acidity, your pH. Thank you, Tommy, uh, and and that's key for brew for beer brewing because a lot of yeah. styles are based on the water of the area. Yeah, like yeah. A- IPAs are really hard because English well water was really chalky in southern. Yeah, England. you know pilsners are super soft because Czech Republic had really. What's well, the funny water. thing is that New Yorkers are so. Uh, what would you call it? Snooty about their pizza being the best in the, on the, the planet, the best. in the universe. But they oftentimes the argument I hear is because we have the best water, whatever that means. I think it, it's just it doesn't really. It doesn't. Well, we have diff, we have different water compared it, it to a lot of play, other places, but it, it plays into the obsession that somehow New York is geographically special. 
Oh, so like a geodet. Well, Joe, they don't want they don't want the 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 fact that New York bagels or pizza are really good. They don't want that to be like, oh, there's just a way you can do the same thing in in right. San Francisco. There was a. Was they there, want it to be like, there's something about being on yeah, the soil Tony, of was, New York there that a makes place it in good. North Carolina right. that shipped water the, yeah. down to yeah. to make New York style bagels with New York water, right? Yeah, and there's some places on the West Coast where they treat the water. Like they, like Luke's saying, but that makes sense. Well, most specialty coffee shops stuff get and... get intense filter systems so that yeah. the water that they yeah. use to brew and 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 that goes into their espresso machines yeah. has already been treated to be the 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 um, specifications that they want. Um, Portland, you don't want distilled water, water for coffee. You need some dissolved solids yeah. in there. Yeah, they call Port- it TDS. Has, we have crazy go. soft water here. Um, and it's great for starting with because it's so well, it's great for drinking just like the taste of drinking water, right? Well, I just mean to use to make coffee or to make beer yeah. or whatever. It's a great it's, start. It's, yeah, it's more of a yeah an empty canvas. It's so much easier to add minerals. If you start with really hard your, water, like what they have in the Philadelphia yeah. area, you really you just you need to get like an expensive filter to get a, that a reverse out. osmosis nonsense. Yeah, yeah shit drives yeah. you crazy. That's why they killed uh, um, Hitchbot. I don't yeah. know what any of the words you just said were. Art. I do, though. Rest in peace. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Rest they have to power. grease their fucking uh, street poles there. Do you, do you guys... They do. <laughs> I heard about that, yeah. There's something in the water. Do, that's all we I'm should, saying. We, we should do a Philly cast at some <laughs> a point. A Philly cast? But, yeah. Um, well. They're special people. We really... They deserve it. We love you, um, Philly fans. Of course. We should... Uh, Did I you see Biden with his Philly scene. hat on recently in the interview? No. So Biden had his <laughs> Philly hat on. He was on Jimmy Kimmel like a couple nights ago. Really? Um. And and he was like, well, I got <laughs> so by uh, uh, Kimmel had a Mets hat on <clears throat> and he was like, oh, like you're wearing a Phillies hat. And Biden in his awkward old age senility because he might be president um, <laughs> said, well, if I don't wear my Phillies hat, I can't sleep with my wife. Uh, and then there was like an awkward. There's such pause. a better way to tell that little <laughs> joke, you know? Yeah, like he could have just I'll said, have "My wife will make me sleep on the couch or something." Yeah, right. But he made it sound like he can't bang his wife, and it's like you're not banging anything. <laughs> you're barely, you, you're barely aware of do that. Do you know what oh no, Joe, is? Joe gets after Dynamite Joe. He gets after. He's a very sensual man. Do you know what Sleepy Joe's problem is? He, he needs, doesn't have enough coffee. He needs a cup of coffee. <laughs> if you're listening, Joe Biden. If Joe Biden is listening. We love you, Joe, uh, and we will send you coffee if you uh, share our podcast on Twitter. Can you imagine if Joe Biden? If Joe Biden tweets out this, out this podcast, he will win my vote. <laughs> he will. Win I will. I vote. will literally eat a ceramic cup of coffee if he does that. <laughs> like Johnny, I wouldn't month. do that. He might accidentally. It's entirely possible. Um, shoot, shoot. Do you guys have any more coffee sins that you could think? Oh, of? I, got, I, I got, have one. Yeah, I, I, got I mine, have another yeah. one. I got All right, one. Tell me yours then. Luke. All right, so I ha- I have two. Joe, you'll identify with one of them, so okay. I, I can give you the the little spark that gets yours going. But um, I was at a coffee shop once, and it's um, close by one. Sometimes they 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 do good things, but this particular time, the owner, I was drinking a cup of coffee. My he friend was drinking it. a cup of coffee, and it was a little bit. Um, as Larry David would say, not hot enough. Mm. He didn't stick his nose in it to find out, but it was still not hot enough. And the owner of the coffee shop goes, oh, yeah, like just give me that. And he brings it around back, puts it in the steam wand, and steams uh. the hot coffee. I mean, steams the coffee to make it hotter, uh. which just makes the coffee taste like rancid. I mean, you're just pumping steam into Something that's ninety nine percent water, one percent yeah. coffee, dissolved but, but solids. I, I like, just, I just remembered the. It just on, makes it taste burnt and gross. The ongoing coffee nightmare. That other one that you're probably referring to, which is just dirty 
steam wands in general. Yes, dirty steam wands. So where Joe and I work, oh we're the clean, only ones that wands, clean kids? the steam wand. What's a steam wand? wand? Is that like a Harry Potter device? But you know, if only the, the cyberpunk type. No, it's basically 1800s. a masturbation device for wizards. Wizardesses. That's horrifying. <laughs> I, I meant like, geez. I thought it was like a wand. Oh, that's that actually was a like really cool power. That's actually a really good. So anybody, this is why I tell my <laughs> class too. Anybody, next time you go into any coffee shop, first thing you do, lean over by their espresso machine. Take and a look at the steam one. Take a look at the yeah. steam one. If it's if it's white, walk out of the coffee shop. Walk out. I just agree. walk out. I agree. If, it, totally. if it's silver, if it looks like metal, you might have a chance. Let's actually go through a well, few. Why? Like, Explain why. I'll explain why. The next level, I would say, is when they go to clean the steam wand, do they use the same towel they wipe the counter down with, or Mm. is there a specific Mm. steam wand? There should be a steam wand towel, and that's fine. That's a a deeper thing to look for. And if you don't see that and it's white, yeah, get the hell out of it. I have those little, like, mental notes and um if it's white it ain't right actually right, on, on, on my friends that sounds like a very good anti-racist uh chant this did not very happen good. to me but this happened to my friend but there there are various checkpoints <laughs> that if if a coffee shop is not meeting a standard you you not only want to not drink the coffee because it will taste bad but potentially you want to not drink the coffee because you'll get sick so if yeah, somebody right. takes milk <clears throat> that was already steamed Adds a little bit of fresh milk, cold milk to it. What'd you say? Please don't phlegm cough into the microphone. That was gross. You think you're going to catch corona over the internet? No, just just don't want to hear it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, my throat's been hurting. I've been like a little sore lately. No, I'm kidding. Um, Dear God. Nobody cares. So basically, I forget what the reaction is, but if you steam milk and then... Uh, pour a drink with it, and you, let's say most of the time you have about a third of the the pitcher left with milk after you make an espresso and milk type drink. You have to get rid of that milk. It's a waste of milk, but it's just the way it is. Yeah. If you re-steam that milk, do people do that? Curdle, right? It, well, you're basically risking like a foodborne illness type situation, and yeah. in most specialty coffee. You can't leave places. hot milk sitting that's, around that's for like, reuse. That's like one of the yeah. things they bold in the like employee training is like, do yeah. not re-steam hot milk. Right, yeah. You just got to um, toss it and move on. And so my friend was at a coffee shop where the owner came out and was like, oh, we got some coffee people here. Let me take care of them and like push the employee out of the way. Made a drink for someone and was like, oh, there's still half of this thing filled with milk, poured cold milk in there and re-steamed the whole thing. And my friend was like, thanks a lot. And just kind of like walked away with it and threw it right in the trash. Yeah. Um, It's no good. So that's a no-no. Never have milk that's been steamed twice. And what Joe was saying, if you look at the steam wand and it's covered in like, basically every time I go to where I used to work before like Corona shut everything down. Yeah. I I, I think I and or Joe, when he was subbing for me when I didn't work, Basically, we worked the same job, but like faster traded shifts. I faster. would show up, and I think More. me or I, you were the only ones to clean that steam wand. Uh, That's possibly. That's real gross. People would clean that. I mean, people would use that steam wand to steam um, uh, apples, hot hot apple cider. That's they how would, they made it hot. They would, yeah, they would use it to steam um, anything espresso wise, like, so milk, but they would also use it to steam chocolate milk. So when I show up on a Saturday and I haven't been there since the previous Saturday, it would be caked over with the, sorry, Johnny, it would be caked over and listeners. Um, I have Corona. No, it would be caked over with the grossest 
possible thing you can imagine, right? And and people just don't seem to like care. Yeah. And I the first thing I notice, I'm like, this is disgusting. There's like a half an inch layer of thick, gross whatever on the steam wand. And people just shove fresh milk in there and make a drink and serve it to customers. Yeah, that's insane. That's because you work in the coffee world. If you looked at half of the kitchens that you eat at and saw like, oh, that's how they make their bacon. They just leave it in a bin next to the stove for eight hours before they serve it. I know. Or like any little thing like that. And it's like, yeah, they do it because it's fine. Most people don't care. When you work in the food industry, service industry. You, you realize and you yeah. see things. I've yeah. seen the owners of places do things yeah. that I go, are you really supposed to grab someone's food and rearrange it with your bare hands? Yeah. If you're the chef, maybe. If you're the My, chef no, I've seen the, the chef do that, and that's one thing because their hands are being deliberately kept clean. It's not right. ideal, I guess. But well, I've anybody seen someone in the place, like, I trust the chef to not pick up my cooked burger with his raw burger hand, you know? Exactly. But I've also seen, I've, I've seen people who are like regularly just using their phone and texting. Yeah. And right. then like yeah. a, a which, dish which comes out and the dish use. is a little fucked up. Like, oh, like this, this um, side thing is not, you know how they sometimes make a dish look pretty, right? And they'll fix it with their hands real quick before yeah. it goes a out. Garnish. I'm like, <laughs> That's not cool. You know, it, all right, now nasty. that you're mentioning pretty all this, gnarly. my favorite is also, frighteningly enough, having mentioned all of this, one of the more innocent ones, which is I saw a guy once who was super busy and kind of, behind, you know, falling behind with whatever he was doing, and he started pouring decaf into a order for regular coffee. Yeah. And I pointed out, oh, that's decaf, not regular. And he said, well, that's what they're getting, Ooh. and just took it out. Oh, yeah. It's just like you don't. You don't rarely. How often does that happen? Where very rarely just you'll like, see the opposite. Coffee. You'll almost never see somebody who ordered a decaf getting regular because people generally know that's going to fuck someone over. But yeah, um, right. all the time, people will just go, yeah. "Oh well, the regular is almost empty, so I'm just going to put decaf." I'm like, if "What if drinking- that guy's driving back upstate?" Like on a three-hour drive, then he'll stop and get gas station coffee. If he's drinking coffee at eight, no, but he paid for regular coffee. coffee. He ordered that. There should be some fucking integrity that the person working gives the customer what they ordered and doesn't try to. Easy for you to say. (laughs) I mean, it is. You just literally (laughs) hit the brew button and wait three minutes, and you'll have fresh regular coffee. It is easy for me to say and do. Yeah, I got to get back to my phone though. Um, Yeah, I hate laziness. I hate it, especially in the service industry. That's ironic. It's, it's like just. It, it is true, though. In general, just if, be a good if, person. If most people spent, I would say, even twenty minutes in most. most uh, they would be shocked. Most kitchens, they would probably not eat out. That was what our sister was saying that she she's she's going to trust Domino's now yeah. because she saw something happen at a restaurant and she said, "I'll never eat there again. I'll just order Domino's because <laughs> I they're corporate. I know they have things under control." I'm like. Uh, I think that's what they want you to think because all the domino signs around the country look the same. I doubt what's going on behind the scenes is as quality as you would like to think it to be. Well, right? that's why yeah. fried food is so attractive as like bar food. Yeah, I don't sure. need to hire a professional chef. I, I, I just pay the bartender an extra dollar an hour to go throw stuff in the basket fryer. It's yeah. 400 degree oil. Like throw some mozzarella. You know, even if he forgets to wash his hands, like the food's coming out at 180 degrees, 200 yeah. degrees. You can't fuck it's up. It's probably Corona's fun. not fucking with that. 400 degree chicken wing. Well, that's yeah. not an official. Uh, it probably has state. to be uh, uh, aggravating to be a barista at some point. 
points, though, because oh, yeah. you go through making these uh, convoluted orders throughout the day, and then you'll meet people that, you know, I asked for five pumps, not four, and then they'll either throw the coffee at you, which I've heard stories of happening. Oh, yeah. Or they'll just storm out and make a scene, and it's like, oh, shit, okay. Well, that's why working so, in, yeah. in a restaurant. I'll be waiting in line uh, well, at like a Starbucks, um, and there's a huge line. Everybody's getting a complicated order of whatever, mocha crappuccino, bullshit mocha pumps flapa. of this and that. You know, can you can you jerk flapa off? Flapa fuck it your quick? mother. Yeah. It's, it's insane to how complicated these get. And then yeah. they get to me, and I go up there. I'm like, yeah, can I just get like a small black coffee? Yeah. And that's it. And they're like, you're almost really? like embarrassed. You're like, I'm not with them. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> you're you almost want, throwing them off. Do you want off. room for milk? I was like, no, no, nope, I'm good. Give me like, the coffee. Yeah, and yeah, okay, I'm like, there. and I say, I'm like, now's an easy order for you guys, right? That's a good break. And they're like, yeah, and I start laughing. Because then but the next person wants any, a bullshit frappuccino. <laughs> yeah, but if anything, you're throwing them off and throwing them off their pace. You're the asshole still, Tom. Johnny, do you well, ever have Regardless, this? I'm an asshole, so. There it is. I'm just being who I am. You ever I have, have this another... experience, Johnny, where like you're a bartender? Like I've had this as like being somewhat of a barista where somebody'll be like, "Oh, that's not a cappuccino." And they'll tell you what the definition of a drink is. Like have you ever had someone go, "That's not an IPA." And you're like, "I mean, do you it even is, know coffee?" But like the customer's always right, so I guess I'll remake it and make a real quote-unquote cappuccino, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've heard that all the time from people like people just say some stuff confidently to their friends especially in, with like craft things that yeah, are, yeah. it's a fad it's new you don't know you're just going on what you heard someone else tell you uh it's yeah, yeah second hand knowledge I've heard yeah. that like it's we I worked at a brewery where they named they named the IPAs after the brew dates um just to keep track for their own logs so they remembered like the cuz they made them different every time so if you made a beer on what's today March 29th it'd be called the 329 that would be the name of the 329 IPA yeah. just so you could tell them apart I like that <laughs> yeah. yeah it was really cool and you could tell when a new beer came up too yeah. cuz the numbers changed and, and I you just can remember compare I was there and one contrast day, really easily and a guy brought his friend there and he'd only been there like once or twice but he's trying to show off to his friend like I know this great place with good beers and he's like, oh, what do the numbers mean? He goes, oh, dude, that's the alcohol content. And he just said it so confidently. <laughs> and he goes, oh, no. and then his friend goes, well, I see that, but what's that number next what to it? What date was it, the, by the, the way? 329. Uh, well, that's the thing. It was. It didn't matter what it was. We had a few up, so they were all different. Oh, okay. And he just goes, oh, that's the uh, bitterness level. Just, I was just like, this guy is no idea. He's just totally his bullshitting ass. his friend. Like, I really want his friend to keep asking questions and just have him keep making stuff up because he clearly yeah, was. bro, like, it's ABV. But yeah, I, I've, heard, I've heard I've heard a lot of that stuff. It usually makes me laugh or smile. It's it's usually kind of funny. I don't I don't like get annoyed by it. Back but to I've had I, I've given people like a brown ale and they're like, that's not a brown ale. Or you'll give them an IPA and they're like, well, don't you have a beer that tastes like beer? I'm like, well, I asked you three times what kind of beer you like, and you just said, well, I just like beer. I've had that those interactions. Right. And you give them three beers and they go, none of those are beer. And I'm like, all right, man. Yeah, none of those are beer. It, it's like if you gave someone a really good specialty espresso. Yeah. And and they go, this is not coffee, and you go, I don't know what you mean. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's not, not brewed it's, coffee. It's espresso. It's, yeah. it's, it's espresso. Right. But also, what what do you mean, like? Like there, I don't even know where to begin if if you don't. So, yeah, specialty coffee espresso is different than what you would get at Starbucks, right? Yeah. Not only in ratio, it's different than what you would get in Italy too, right? So in Italy, like they don't have brewed coffee like we have here. They have americanos, right? Where like they'll dilute the espresso with hot water and Wait, make it weaker. They don't, they don't have 
regular coffee, I can't get a... They have specialty coffee, too, but like oh. I'm saying they, they don't have filtered coffee most places. You mean shit coffee? No, they only use espresso as their base for the drink. Like some places oh. will be a coffee shop, and you go in, and it's they have an espresso machine and no drip. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay. But that's where so the that's term where Americano, Americano came from. Is, for, is you yeah. just dilute it with hot water. Oh, I see. One of the grossest coffee drinks, in my opinion. Well, again, really, if really you dilute it, yeah. really good espresso, then it would just be a more subtle version of the espresso. When you have really good specialty coffee espresso, it's insane. Like. Mm. The, the, the amount I'd rather of drink the espresso is crazy. Drink the espresso and then have a glass of water after it or before it. Like, I, why mix the two? There's no. Yeah, a lot of specialty places like um, Everyman Espresso in New York City will mm. serve you with um, uh, sparkling water on the side. Yeah, I've got so that. You that, can yeah. kind of clear your mm. palate and each taste you get the full impact of the taste. Right. Because yeah. your tongue will acclimate to whatever you're tasting. And then it, it's sort of like your sense of smell. Yeah. Like, if you're. Um, around like I was making chicken curry earlier in the week and like by the time my fiance my current fiance current got fiance. home I was like this doesn't really smell like chicken curry to me like I've been in the kitchen cooking mm. this for a while and she and came, she came home and she was like oh my god away, that yeah. you're making curry yeah. and I was like does know- it smell she's like I smelled it when I walked in the downstairs door yeah, yeah down the street yeah right yeah, that's car- carbonation. CO two has a very good scrubbing effect on the scrubbing. Palate. Exactly. Yeah, that's the term for it. That's why. Uh, that's why. Like, you can do a little bit better on beer tastings before you get palate fatigue compared to certain exactly like yeah. wines or coffee. And uh, yeah, that's why, like, on hot ones, and you watch someone who's smart enough to bring a beer, or and that's why like Something beer goes so well. Yeah. With, that's why beer yeah. goes so well with spicy wings or soda with spicy wings because you can between each you get to re spice your tongue by scrubbing it off and then going mm. back in. For better or worse. Hot wings now. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hey, is Buffalo Wild Wings open during the quarantine? They're definitely. Can we do a Buffalo Wild Wings part two cast? Oh, God. We should. Johnny didn't get to do that. You guys have to order me some, though. Um, We can do that from here. Actually, we probably can through an app or something. From the company company account, I want. Give the genie wings.com. The the thunk account. (laughs) Yeah. Steaks and skee ball. Let's do it, boys. (laughs) Yeah. So a uh, few, a few. Uh, let's just give a few uh, last. Well, words. I have one more. I have one more yeah, horror story. Oh, go for the horror that story. that I yeah. think you'll like because it also relates to the giving a shit and the the being clean thing. It's all rolled up in one, which that that is my PSA. Like Luke was saying, like just give a shit when you're doing those service jobs. Like yeah. I don't care about the customer as a person. I just care while I'm there. Oh yeah, like, I go home and sure I gross. hate people. Yeah. When I see someone be shitty in line and I'm not working in the place, I'll tell the person like, "You shouldn't talk to them like that. You're being really shitty." And the staff will always look at you like, "Thanks, bro," because I can't say that right now. But like, if you just kind of defend the staff, anyways. So when I was working at this place. They sold coffee sandwiches and they had a marketplace too. So like a, a grocery store. So I would jump between all the places, and I was working the coffee counter. And they're telling me how to make it like, okay, you do this and you, you, you hit the button and fill it up. And because they saw I had coffee experience, like, so you know how to make espressos? I was like, yeah, I can run an espresso machine. And like, okay, so here's ours. And I was like, oh, and it was just buttons, like single shot, double shot. Like there was nothing, nothing like manual. It was all it. automatic. Even, yeah. even the steamer was on a timer. And I was like, there's no That's skill weird. to this at all. Um, and so, and then he made the coffee and it was the middle of the day. I was like, oh, when do you clean your coffee pots? Like, where's the brush for that at the end of the day? He goes, oh, yeah, just use the hose, get the water really hot. I was like, uh, okay. And when I opened the pots at the end of the day, they were black. 
just totally black. Even I, I went and looked at the ones we hadn't used that day, and they were all just black. So I went into the market area, took a toilet brush off the shelf, and paid for it myself. Because <laughs> I asked a guy, the guy who trained me, I was like, "Oh, like I can't get my hand in these pots. They were those real like narrow topped, yeah, uh, or big urns." And I was like, "Yeah, I can't get my hand in here with this little sponge they have." He goes, "Yeah," he goes, "I just throw the, an extra tablet in that usually takes care of it of the sanitizer, which sanitizers aren't cleaners. That's a whole different." discussion <laughs> yeah sanitizers um, sanitize clean surfaces yeah yeah they clean, don't actually yeah, clean the yeah. surface yeah, for yeah you. The that's surface why you can you can you can use hand sanitizer in your muddy hands and they're still going to be muddy after all the right? fine print on any cleaner that yeah. you buy for at home cleaning says it will not penetrate like the the um you know in your shower if you have tiles like the, yeah yeah the, what, grout. What, the, the grout the grout it says yeah. it will not penetrate the grout and like make that clean like don't yeah. lick this yeah it's not going to get into the pores yeah clorox yeah. doesn't work in the pores of things the deep fibers whether the, uh, yeah go right. on um so, oh god i'm already horrified so i went and bought a toilet brush like a clean one and i scrubbed the fuck out of these pots and i i think i ended up bringing in some of my brewer's wash uh, PBW, like really powerful uh, stainless PBW, steel cleaner. Yeah. Uh, it's basically just a concentrated OxyClean, anyone that's listening, but stronger than OxyClean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I scrubbed the shit out of these pots and got them super clean and then made a pot of coffee and first person complained and said it tasted really watery. And he was a regular who goes in every day for a cup of coffee. I was like, um, I was like, oh, I mean, I well, followed be- <laughs> the, and, and it was like way out an exact amount, and I, you just hit the button, and it just ground the amount you needed, and I was like, oh, and so I just ground more, and they made a pot with like extra, and he was like, that's better, but it's still off, and I tasted, it was like, tastes like a clean cup of coffee now, it didn't have that super burnt taste, and then the owner at the end of the day came and, and complained to me. And said, I ruined the seasoning on his coffee pots <laughs> oh, no. that he had spent a lot of time building up. He's like, you know, we spend extra money to get really good coffee. So we've been seasoning those pots. That's it's not, not bad coffee. That's, that's not how that and works. I tried, yeah, and I was like, no, you should clean your stainless steel. You got to get the good like, beans, not, Larry. Oh, my God. I was God, like, it's not dude. cast iron. You want to clean guy. it. It's stainless. And he Can like, I write a Yelp review? And he, he, he did the thing where he kind of like went <laughs> and like <laughs> had to stop for a second and like half look away. He's like. And then didn't say it, but was like, "This is my business, and the, I, I'm I'm the head, in charge of it for a reason." And you like, could you know, have said, like, "I'll I'm lose the owner this for job, but I'll call the health department about the, the fact that you don't actually it. clean your equipment." No, and I I said to him, I said, "Okay, I, I was like, I mean, I followed your directions, but if you don't want me to clean the coffee pots, I won't clean them." And he just huffed and walked away because he's like, "Well, that's not what I meant." It's like it is. It is what uh, you meant. But exactly. I think it yeah. took me. I, did he actually use the word seasoning? Yeah, he said you ruined you ruined those coffee <laughs> ruined <laughs> coffee seasoning. And he's like, "Did God. you see?" And he said something. He's like, "Did you see the D and the M on the pots?" And I was like, "The what?" And they were just written on Sharpie. I was like, "Yeah, I didn't know what that meant." Dark and, and like, medium. Decaf. Yeah. And, <laughs> this is and, some redneck bullshit, dude. And no, this was in a, this was in a city in the Never, south. Nevertheless, <laughs> oh, whatever. and uh, he's very nice people. But wonder like, which one. Yeah. They. Um, yeah, and so he and I figured out. It, I thought about it for months after that, and I <laughs> finally figured you. out. I think the best case, not even best or worst case, but one of the scenarios I could think was maybe he figured out that if I leave the pots dirty, I don't have to use as much coffee to get it to taste like coffee. Because when I added more beans to it, it tasted good. The amount mm. of beans he had did make a watery pot. Because yeah. you didn't need to use as many because you were using the seasoning from his coffee urn. Well, which think, is a disgusting thing to think about. Was it, but people like that rancid taste. 
people the locals grow in the neighborhood did, to yeah. that being the taste of coffee. And it they might be went out of business too, like since then. Oh, they went out they, of business. They they, <laughs> they sold it. To, they went out of business. No. Oh, well, what a what a shocker! I mean, it's yeah. a common That's thing a in the in when there's when, a correlation in, there in for special you. They right? had good sandwiches, though. They did have good sandwiches. Uh, yeah, because people care more about sandwiches, sandwiches now, yeah. than than um, coffee. Coffee is one of those things that is the most overlooked, even at really good restaurants. Yeah, right. coffee is like this extra thing they throw in, and they barely give any attention. It's just to. a job. It's just something that has to get done. At, at I have places. to get, throw out the the fact that I ate at um, one of the best restaurants in the world. It's called Eleven Madison Park or Eleven Madison Avenue. No, <laughs> what? No, it's wow. 12. Sounds great. Well, it's, it it's, it's it a is. famous restaurant in Manhattan. I think but it was 14, when they were yeah. doing construction, they opened up a summer house in the Hamptons. Faster. And um, I got to eat there in their family and friends night, like the 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 week before they were opening. Faster. They were doing a soft opening, and. Um, Obviously, the food was amazing. It was all free for us, but... Yeah, nobody cares faster. The coffee at the dessert, we got like a shot of espresso and a cortado each. It was Ooh. as if you were at the best specialty coffee shop in the city. Nice. With latte art, deliciously steamed milk, yeah. beautiful espresso. But that correlates to good Because good this is service, the kind of right? restaurant run... That, I mean, there's a documentary on Netflix now um, that you should check out if you just like search for this, 11 Madison Park. Dude, like... When a restaurant can even make their coffee brilliant, like not just like like we we work at a great restaurant, the coffee is shit, Alleged. and that's that that's that's not uncommon. Oh, Most I, I amazing restaurants I would say have shit the, coffee. That's the standard, yeah, yeah, because they're not making their name or the their, salmon amazing, yeah. right? The soup amazing. Their All the details is, that go into the food coffee, yeah. really thought out and amazing. The yeah. coffee barely any thought gets put into it none of the workers are trained on how to make it yeah. and 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 the grossest part is when i started working there i looked at the top the spray nozzle for the 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 uh, machine that makes all the brewed coffee and i feel like i was the first person to clean that in six months six months it was caked yeah. over <laughs> with the seasoning that johnny's talking about yeah. and yeah, that's I, the kind I, of shit you got to worry about I, when you order coffee at a restaurant that it's, same place, again, their their automated espresso machine. I was like, so how do we clean it at the end? Or no, I just started taking fittings apart on it, like the the thing, the, the what's, group I head. what it's called. Yeah, I started taking that apart to clean it out. And I was like, where's the brush? And he's like, oh, no, 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 put that back on. And they just dropped two sanitizer tablets like Jesus. in the top and hit a clean cycle. And it would just do yeah. that. You're yeah. supposed to and take like, it apart and clean it with a brush. Yeah. And then do that after you like put it Like most people have together. a toothbrush to do that with. That's good advice. Mm. Treat it as you would your teeth. Yeah, mm. let's. Should we end there? Probably sounds pretty. Yeah, good. probably. I just want to give one last story. There, there is the the old tale of how coffee got its start in the the way beginning of time. An Ethiopian like fucking uh, sheep faster. farmer or something. Yeah, faster. Just, no, faster. goat farmer noticed that his goats were matters. eating these farm. fruits, and the goats would dance and like run around and wouldn't sleep at night. And he was like, "What's going on?" And then that's the, how they started coffee. So <laughs> let me check out what's going on with these goats. Let me uh, start you, eating who, the same shrubs who'd they're you, eating. Who'd you See hear what's that going from? on? That's the myth. That's the what's myth. What's good for okay. the goat is good for the gander. Right? I do. Yeah, I, right. I do have just uh, a couple of pieces of advice for anybody who's looking to advance their coffee life. And this is what I, I. I mean, I think it's true for for everybody, which is basically as much as you can. Try to get as fresh of beans that you can. The fresher the beans, the better, because that's something that a lot of 
if you go to the grocery store, just, you know, wherever and try to buy beans, you'll see they'll have, they won't have um, roast dates. They'll have expiration dates, which are made up. Expiration dates If you see are coffee only with expiration dates and no roast dates, yeah, that's your sign that you're not dealing with good coffee. Right. You want a roast date because that makes it accountable for how fresh it actually is. I can make up any expiration. No date. roaster will leave out the roast date if they really right. care about if the they quality. they really care. Yeah. And as well, keep your beans, know that uh, oxygen is a bean's worst enemy. So a lot of times I've seen this at restaurants where people just leave the coffee bags open with the beans exposed and they're going to oxidize and, and go essentially bad very quickly. Well, so you're better off not within getting... a day if they're f- yeah. whole bean and they, yeah, they, sure. they go within ground a co- few hours if they're ground. But people just leave bags of ground and coffee. they go within minutes if it's espresso grind. Yeah. When you see a restaurant that has yeah. pre-ground their espresso, yeah. I know a restaurant that would grind it the night before the workers part of their routine was to pre-grind the espresso for the following morning yeah no go good. fuck no, we, yourselves yeah. when i google at, it uh, yeah. that's when not I worked at a real. place with calm down when i worked at a place with decent espresso it was 90 seconds they threw out they had a timer yeah. after you ground yeah. it. exactly whatever was yeah. left no it's someone within, else had it's an or, within, within minutes within yeah. 90 seconds fuck mediocrity that really pisses me off so, so i always tell people get get us uh, even a, a a rudimentary grinder electric grinder whatever and get whole beans and just try to get as fresh of beans as you can grind them in the morning it's one extra step but i guarantee your your coffee is going to be i have a, a question bit for you does putting my coffee in the freezer make it last longer yes yeah that's actually a really I, so I good idea. Be doing that okay. if if you want to make your coffee yeah. last it, longer and stay fresh, it's, it's a fruit. But you just have to make sure you put yeah. it in airtight bags. Yeah, you, it's more so air. Like air is its worst enemy for sure. Um, I'm gonna put a bunch yeah. of links in this episode, but one of them will be this website called baristahustle.com or org, whatever it is. It's this guy Matthew Perger that I mentioned. This guy is so cool. Anything where you go, I wonder what would be this or that. He does the experiment. He runs it. We're going to tweet He'll be like, I'm going to freeze coffee for different intervals and label the bags. This is one week. This is two. Like, And he'll run all these experiments. It's it's. He's a really cool guy. And he won the Barista World Championship. uh, I forget which year. I want to say 2013 or something. But um, if you win it any year, I feel like that's yeah. props. His, uh, I should so. show you guys like off air, like his his winning we'll routine link it in the in the description. Dude, he's literally like pouring the drinks, like pouring beautiful latte art while like casually talking to the judges. He's like, the milk you're drinking is from a cow. I got to know this cow pretty well over the past year. His name is Freckles, and they're like, what? Like you know the cow where this milk came from? Like. And like, you're also drawing a cow with the he's milk. He's drawing a cow with the milk while he talks it's like, to Oh, them. yeah, this is a self-portrait of Freckles. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the, the World Barista Championships, and each country has them, too. They're intense. Wild. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be pretty If you pretty think intense. that being a barista is just like this no like no skill involved, whatever no, thing. No, really good baristas. Watch these. I'll link yeah. a few of them in the episode description. Damn. Like, yeah. these people have skills. There's and, some next-level skill involved. Yeah, more yeah, than you would more. think. And yeah. before I got into coffee, I did not know there was a whole world that you could get think, into. Think of the fact that there's professional athletes and professional, like, esports gamers. There's those people, but for coffee. Yeah. If I learned sure. anything from coffee, it was art. the fact that, like, everything in this life, there are people that have devoted their life to it. Mm-hmm. And you should always give things the respect that, like, the the humility that, like, people know everything about at least something like right? poop art like what huh outside all right so you've learned a lot about coffee and you've well, learned this a lot was of a tips. tribute to coffee absolutely so. so you know go make yourself a nice cup of instant coffee 
Oh, I, I forgot to the mention mushrooms. Didn't bring it up at all. Up. I don't have a heretical sense of instant coffee. Yeah, it's complete. If you're blasphemy. listening, Mr. Maxwell House, <laughs> we should probably do another episode in the it's future on the history of coffee. In your yeah. cup. Like, like the Enlightenment and, and yeah. how I it thought this was that. that. Yeah, kind of. No, this was a tribute it. to coffee. This is yeah, like this a, was coffee tribute cast. Yeah, yeah. this sure. is the funeral for coffee, and we're we're giving. Yeah, why 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 are we so dark with coffee? I like medium roast. I don't know. Light roast. Any last words? See what I did there? What's up with that? Um, just uh, my my last thought is just uh, moderate your stimulants intakes. Yeah, drink lots of water. Everything. My My last thoughts would be um, don't listen to what Johnny just said. My my last point would be have as much coffee as you want. Said go drink some. Definitely don't take take health and fitness and wellness. No, Luke should leave it there. Yeah, Yeah, let's end on that note. He can use his point to cancel out my point. That's fine. That's fair. And I think we should all use Joe's point to cancel out all our points. Yeah, to supersede all the points. Just for the legality of it. Yeah, just as a disclaimer, yeah. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, Like, share, and imbibe. Go have a cup. Go have a cup of Joe. Sided dough. Sounds good. Keep going. Have a little jerk off, and what What do do you know? know? There you go. (laughs) Wow, I wish we had ended with a disclaimer. Uh, all right, bye. We could. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you don't have to hang up, Johnny. Let's just like hit, I hit stop, stop already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Johnny hit stop already, but we're still going. All right, thanks everyone for listening to the Funk Tank podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to help us out, please consider leaving a rating or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share it with people you think might like it. And if you really want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash thunktankpodcast. We have links to this in, in the episode description and other places. And for as little as $1 an episode, you can help us keep the lights on. And you also get access to a very special Drunk Tank uh, feed of episodes. So every few episodes, we'll have a few more beers and record an extra 20 to 30 minutes of extra thunky, silly uh, whateverness. So... There's a separate RSS link you can get from there, and if you put that into a podcast player, you'll get your own separate feed of only the drunk tanks. I think we have about six or seven of them out already, and more to come. Thanks for listening, and stay funky.